0: From the Willamette Valley, in America's Great Pacific Northwest, you are listening to the Ernest Mann Show, and I'm your host, Ernest Mann. No matter where you may be listening, in this great, big, beautiful world, we all share. Yes, indeed. And this is Monday, and this is Ernest Mann. And this is episode number 225 Ask yourself this What do I really want in this world? This is a question that I got from a fellow named Dolan In Vancouver, British Columbia And so Dolan, thank you very much for the question And... I think it's a very good question So we're going to talk about that a little bit here Now When you ask this question You know It can be uh, surprisingly Simple Um, Because With most people If you're one of those people And they say Well what do I want Well I want a better job Or want to raise on my job, or I want a better partner, that kind of thing. But I'm talking about something uh, a little bit deeper. And the reason I'm asking you that is because, in my mind, what I have been able to come up with is that actually a lot of times you can ask people, even close friends, this question, and more often than not, you know, you'll get a what I call a topical answer. You know, the same kind of answers that I just talked about. Well, I want a better job, or you know, a better paying job, or you know, I want to maybe I want to lose some weight or You know, a new car or a different car, you know, those kinds of things. But you see, I don't believe in my heart of hearts that that is what brings about real, lasting, true happiness. Because the fact is, we often become very sad and depressed when what it is that we really want uh, seems beyond our grasp and most of the time when i talk about this and people can be you know very specific about these things and i tell them very specifically how they can go about making the changes necessary to bring this about and that's fine. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Except for the fact that, again, it's these things that are relatively small. And so I'm putting, I'm putting the onus on you to come up with something a lot bigger, much bigger than that. Because that's what life is about. That's what makes it fun. It is the pursuit of these things. And it it doesn't necessarily have to be money. With a lot of people, it's money. But it doesn't have to be that. But I feel as though also, um, you know, it should be something... Uh, A bit more important, let's say. Important to the overall picture of, you know, what you can see as achieving a level of uh, happiness, let's say. Very long-lasting, deep happiness. Now, now that I put this out here to you, have you thought about this? Have you actually had even a chance to do that? And I say that because I know so many people who are so incredibly busy with so much on their plate that they don't even do that. In other words, in conversations that I have, you know, it... um, we might have to just, you've got all these barriers that you have to break down. And then they'll say, well, you know, to be honest, to tell you the truth, what I really like to do, and then we pursue that. We, we go down that road a ways. And I say, well, yeah, that's all, that's good and everything. But I'm not really sure that this is going to be a lasting a big part of a puzzle. So the thing is, a lot of people also they have these barriers. they have these levels of coverage. and it's it's to me it's really you know, it's really strange. Now I don't know. maybe people have not been that uh, introspective enough to want to do that, which I think is really pretty sad. Because um, I know what I want. And I have not achieved that. I'm working on it, working towards it. Um, and some things, they don't, for that matter, they don't even have to be public. Some things you'd rather not speak about. You, you Maybe you think they're insignificant or silly. But the important thing is at least to talk about your realistic chances of getting this done. Now, the reason why I'm talking about this is I consider all of these things to be a domino effect in your mental health. And your mental health, to a greater or lesser extent, does affect your physical health. So, it's important. It really is that important. The other side of this, in addition to that, is the way people cover themselves when they feel as though that those things that they wanted in their life what they really wanted where they wanted to be at a certain age and stage let's say in their life and they have not been able to achieve that and so they take this as a burden and you know they keep it on their shoulders and and they do that through their whole life and through my experience and the people I've talked to Um, You know, it it becomes quite a damn burden. And that's not good. That's not a good thing in your life to be, you know, you don't want to be past certain ages or stages in your life. And your feelings, though, you know, you're only in your 40s, let's say, and you feel at least a part of you feels as though your life is over because you feel as though that you know what it is that you want is simply there's no way it's not achievable and i don't subscribe to that now certain elements certain things um i believe that that is true um you know, if you're, let's say, I don't know, 50 years old, and when we break everything down, and re- regardless of how it may sound to others, um, all you all you ever wanted to be was a major league baseball uh, player, let's say a pitcher. So, realistically, when we look at this, we could say, well... You know, I don't, I don't see you at the at the age of fifty. I, I just don't see that happening. And and of course, I think, you know, uh, I I think that's realistic. That that's not you know going to happen. But that doesn't mean every part of that cannot happen. See, there are aspects of it that can happen. So. The important thing, though, is to recognize this because, you know, there's more to life, for instance, than work. I don't think it takes any person with a great deal of intelligence to figure out that as long as you are, you know, working a job you're working for the corporate machine or or what have you, um, that's not about your hopes and dreams. That's about somebody else's. And the sad reality is is that oftentimes those people who are your employers, those people, your bosses and and whatnot, the people all the way up to, you know, in the corporation all the way up, or big business or what have you, And they have um, done some things in their life, and frankly, a lot of them done some very, very ugly things just to achieve that. And so, you see, that's the trap on their end because you can't do that kind of thing. You can't do that kind of shit to other people around you. And expect it not to affect you in a negative way. Because it's going to. It's absolutely going to. So, I mean, let me give you... I could give you many, but let me just give you this one example. Let's say that uh, you were extremely lucky... And even if you hardly ever, for instance, play the lottery, but just on some weird whim, you bought a lottery ticket. And by the way, this has happened many times. People, not people that are playing the lottery like crazy, just one occasional person, you know, he bought a lottery ticket and whatnot, and he hit the lottery. So, you know, I'll just I'll just pick a number. Say they got 20 million or 30 million or what have you. So, on the surface, um, you know, we can all all of us have our own thoughts on this about while you say, you know, what a lucky bastard. I know if I hit that, I would do This, 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 and this. But more often than not, even if the person against astronomical numerical odds went in there, bought one ticket occasionally, and and did this and hit the lottery, believe it or not, uh, more often than not, these people, they can turn around And just as easily lose it all. They lose it all in a very few, some of them as short as two or three years. All the money's gone, and they're right back to square one. Now, we all look at that, and our gut reaction, you know, it may be, well... That person has got to be an absolute fool Because if I won the lottery, you know, that wouldn't happen to me Well, you know, it's entirely possible that That very person that that did happen to They were thinking the same thing And the reason this happens is actually quite a few But mostly, it's because they were not prepared Because, as with anything of this nature, you see, you've got to have a plan. That's that's it. In other words, you have a plan even before the reality of that great fortune happens. My point about this is that more often than not, people are so apathetic all the time, and I see this shit all the time, that they have stopped planning, and maybe what you want to do is far more modest than hitting the lottery, but you see one of the ways <clears throat> that this positiveness manifests itself is that you can you can be the most lowly person working the lowest job. But there are people that I've known doing those kinds of jobs. But there's something about them that you put them in a, a very bad situation and they they work their ass off. They are, they are always trying to improve their situation. In other words, if you want to talk a difference between being an optimist versus pessimist, they would definitely be the optimist. And you know what? And I, and there's actually even, I've done some studying about this there is evidence that shows that when these people uh, get in a better position and more often than not they do and the reason for that is that with people and you know this you know this amongst your friends co-workers family members you know people that you just like being around it doesn't mean they don't necessarily you know they again they don't have to be wealthy they may be really poor but you like them there's something about them that is really appealing to you you don't mind you know chit-chatting with them about you know what's going on about the day or or this bit of news, or that bit of news. Uh, I've known—I don't know how many people like that I have known in my life—and I call those positive people. And the thing is, also, what I've known is that whenever there is any kind of opportunity, something that a a real negative person doesn't see because they're too busy being negative. But they see it, but other people see it in them. They see and feel the attitude. I think that most people, and I'm talking about you, you can, you can enjoy if, well, especially... You know, if you're a positive person yourself, um, it's you. It's hard to put a finger on it. It really is, but it's just something you feel. And call it uh, call it a wavelength, or call it a you know a vibe, whatever the hell you want to call it. But you know people that you want to be around, and in addition to that, you know people that you could even like so much. That you would help them out if given an opportunity. And these people, they they don't even they don't even have to ask for it. It just comes to them because positive affects positive. And you know what else? Maybe you've noticed this because I know I sure as hell have. There are people that are negative people that are, you know, constantly singing the blues and drinking and smoking, themselves sick. These are people, there are people that are in a downward spiral and they tend to attract the same people. And then with other people, Again, could be friends or family who are not a part of that downward spiral. If they're not part of that negative energy thing, they don't hang around them. They don't surround themselves because it's unspoken. It's just something you know. Now, when I say having a plan, and I mean a realistic plan, you have to understand That it has to be give and take. If there's something that you want, you've got to be able to give in order to receive it. Now, I'll give you another example of this. I had a friend. He was not wealthy. Not wealthy. At least not what I would consider to be wealthy. Um... This guy definitely did not have a six-figure income. So, wasn't even anywhere near a six-figure income. So, you know, to me, he wasn't wealthy. Just working his job and getting on life the best he could. But uh, he befriended another guy, and um, it was an auto mechanic and uh, they just, you know, they they hit it off really well, and um, basically, you know, they they became friends, and then mm, with the uh, the guy who was, uh, you know, the friend of the mechanic, he had a boat, and he wasn't really using that boat anymore, and it wasn't like, you know, it was a it was a motor boat. Um, but it wasn't like a bay liner or, you know, it wasn't a yacht, it wasn't a sailboat. But he hadn't used it in quite some time. And the mechanic guy, when he came over to his house and, you know, they were socializing, barbecuing, something. And he always, you know, he mentioned he he loved that boat. <clears throat> and um, so the, the guy that owned it, you know, he said... He finally said, "You know, are you serious? You, you you really you really you really love that boat?" And he's like, "Oh yeah! How happy he would be if he had the boat!" And he says, "You know," and he says, "So uh, how much will you how much will you give me for it?" And then the guy, you know, he kind of laughed. He said, "Oh, uh, I don't have any money. I'm I'm not even anywhere near. No, no, no. I, I can't afford that. You know, and and all that. I." I can't afford it, it's out of my reach And the guy ended up Telling him, he said, tell you what I need something There's something that I need And so maybe we can work something out How about if I just give you the boat And so The mechanic guy thought he was just You know, of course, thought he was kidding And um, And it's like, no, no He's just like, um, you know uh, I I need Some help myself and you know, if you, you know, if you're willing to help me, and, and the guy said, well, sure. You know, what do you need? And so, um, they discussed things, and he gave him the boat. And mechanic guy he was he was happy as could be, and all that the guy that owned the boat wanted was professional help um, to pick out a good cars. His professional advice. From his mechanic slash friend. And so he wanted advice on, uh, he'd had a series of, you know, these bad cars. And he said, well, help me pick out a car. And then, uh, you know, you know what the good cars are and the bad cars. Now, I know um, there's a million things online that will tell you this, generally speaking. But, um, and that's important this was prior to all that and even even today yeah that information's great for finding reliable car or or what have have you but uh, it only goes so far and you know if you have if you have a mechanic a good mechanic as a friend that's a wonderful thing to have in your back pocket And so he established that and he gave him the boat and the guy gave him all this advice about cars and he got rid of his old car and he got a new, much better car and then he helped him to decide and what to do with maintenance. The point is, is that that is a valuable asset. So he wasn't greedy. He was willing to give up something to get something. You know, he had this boat. He had he had used the boat for several years. He had gotten his pleasure out of that boat. And he just didn't really need it. He got his fun out of it. And it's just like toys in the toy box. You take this and, and he gave it to the guy. And then further down the road for many years, he had the help and advice and everything from his mechanic friend. Now you can apply that same principle to other people in other professions. Now I want you to listen carefully to this because I know there's a million jokes let's say about attorneys and everybody wants to hate attorneys and they you know they call them ambulance chasers but let me tell you something. Again, if you have a friend who is an attorney, and he's your friend, that is an incredible resource. But, then again, it all has to do with these connections and a medium of exchange. In other words, you've got to give To get. But in order to give, besides having something, you can't be greedy. You can't be a negative person. You have to be willing to share what you have, whether it be a mental uh, thing that you have with, uh, I don't know, doing computers or whatever that may be, or perhaps you're a plumber or a mechanic. It comes around, it's basically like bartering. But it's bartering with a plus. But here's the thing. See, while you're doing all of this, what you'll notice is is that it draws. It's like a magnet. It draws people into a circle. And one thing that you notice about those people is that Less and less, they're not concerned about what they want in the world in mundane terms. They're all looking for much better as far as happiness. As far as what in their lives would make them feel better and be happy. There may be, for instance, a person and a lot of people um, understandably, in certain areas, feel this way. Talk about another person who lives in the uh, worst part of uh, one of the worst parts now of San Francisco. And if you have been listening to the news or any of the things that I have discussed, you know there's so much, so many formerly wonderful, beautiful places in California. That are quite literally going to hell in a handbasket. And these people, what, what do they want? What's important to them, for many of them? It's to get the hell out. Just that. Just to get out and get to a place where there's not so much filth and crime and drugs and smog. And all of those things that have made it become the horrible place that it has become. Many of them, though, feel trapped because of certain economic conditions. But what I have found, again, is that in many cases, not all, I'm not saying all of them, But in many of those cases, you also have people that they are not willing to give. And I'm talking, of course, I'm not talking about a person who's necessarily destitute of any possessions, because you do have to have something. You know, I don't care if you are a carpenter or even were a carpenter, as long as you're not you know physically incapacitated you have that knowledge you that that is a bartering chip right there so what i'm trying to say is oftentimes i'm not saying always again there are exceptions but people do not fulfill what they really want in this world because they are not willing to give. See, for instance, I know, as far as speaking about moi, I know what I want, and I have a pretty good idea of what it is I need to get there. Okay? And I work on this all the time. And is it going to happen? I don't know. It's just like so many things in our life, we don't fucking know. We don't know. But the idea is, is that you have to be prepared for it. Like another example would be, you could have a mechanic and he is a great mechanic or a carpenter. And as long as you have your tools, you have those tools cleaned up, organized, ready to go. You've got your, your, uh, your tool, uh, your tool case, your bucket, your this, that, and the other. And as long as you have that, then when the opportunity happens, when that occurs, you're ready to pounce on it. That's why I have always said, for instance, that fate and opportunity, it favors the prepared. You'll notice I didn't say guarantees. There are few things in life that are guaranteed. I know you've heard the often quoted phrase of death and taxes. Okay, fine. But it's all about preparation, and it's all about a willingness to give in order to get. It's a form of bartering. But you can't also, you cannot barter just any kind of anything, especially if it is of a negative nature that shit will take you nowhere. That is operating on a very low level. And you don't want to go there. You don't want to be doing that. So, if you, even in the current conditions of this country right now, which are not good, but you'll notice, notice this, I know you've seen it. I know you've seen it all the time. You can get guys that come here. You know, it used to be probably now guys from, um, you know, they can be from Egypt. They can be from Nepal. They can be from, you know, any of the African states and places like they don't speak the language, they don't know the culture. They, you know, they would just seem, you know, why the hell are you here? Well, bear this in mind, the very fact, and I'm talking about the legal people, you know, um, often from, uh, you know, South Africa, for instance, um, that have come legally. They have spent, scraped everything they could possibly do to get just to get to America. Because they know that if they're able to do that, if they could pull that off, if they're able to do that and pull that off, then with the tenacity that they possess, they will succeed. And you're talking about, for instance, a guy that can come here with virtually nothing but the shoes on his feet, and maybe he's driving a taxi. And three or four years later, he owns a taxi company. Yeah. Yes, and it does happen. I'm not talking about, though, this adage that I really don't like about the self-reliance and pulling yourself up by your own bootstraps. A lot of that is just nonsense. I'm talking about, though, a difference in the way you perceive yourself and how you're willing to trade and communicate in a positive way with others. I don't mean to go I'm not I don't mean this in any way to be all woo-woo and positive mystic vibes. I don't mean that shit. I mean actually doing for others and expecting, you know, we're it's a form of I call it positive bartering if you will. So, yeah, you could say that, for instance, what I am giving to you is bartering. Because I know that some of you out there are going to understand where I'm coming from. Okay? Yes. Yes, indeed. I know that. And that you will, at some point, maybe even contact me. And you're going to say, hey, this is what I've got. This is my situation. What do you think I should do? That's how I just, for instance, I got this whole story. This whole thing that I'm talking about from this um, fellow that um, is in British Columbia. And that's how it starts. It can be the most seemingly small Unimportant thing, and it could it could just turn around and out of nowhere. Hey, I've got this house. I need this house rebuilt, or it's. Uh, I just want to get rid of it for tax reasons. If you could take the house and fix it up here, I'll just you know just just take possession or take care of the you know pay off uh, the previous taxes or whatnot. If you're able to do that, there are so many ways. But then again, you see, it can't be focused around just money. That's where people get hung. They get hung up on it because it's all about the money as a transaction for this. And then you end up getting stuck Back in this loop Which is what you're really trying To get the hell out of Because it's not about that It's about getting To what you think In this world Would really make you happy And get you independent And get you in the position To be able to do that. You know folks, if you listen to my show that's great. I really appreciate it. I would really appreciate it even more if you would go over to my website to listen to the show because there is just so much more going on there. So go on over to the showcom and listen to the episode or all my episodes to your heart's content. Just please subscribe and leave a comment. Until next time, this is Ernest reminding you that there are no bad words, just bad actions.